0: This is GKW. Welcome to another edition of Good Karma Wrestling. From ESPN Milwaukee, I'm Gabe Nutz. With me, as always, from ESPN West Palm, Brian Rowitz. And you can catch him on ESPN 1000 in Chicago. He is Jonathan Hood. Gentlemen, a lot of things to dive into. Brian and I were just talking about it's still hard to believe that the Royal Rumble is less than two weeks away at this point. Um, it is closing in on us fast. Yep. And there are a lot of things dive into in the world of professional wrestling and where we start is a guy who keeps interrupting people who try to cut promos and that is drew mcintyre lots has been made a lot have been made over the last year of cody Rhodes' story since november a lot has been made of cm Punk's story but with drew mcintyre continuously putting himself in this main event picture on monday night raw how does drew McIntyre, mcintyre's story come to a conclusion
1: um, he retires and goes to the WWE Hall of Fame. Oh, I mean,
0: <laughs> wow. That's, that's, that's way off in the future.
2: Also, well, is I, he a Hall of Famer or is he a Hall of really great? Is it's a w- topic? Well, Of course he is. It is. He? Okay. No, it, he's a Hall a, of
0: Famer. Have you seen WWE. some of the people put in there?
2: <laughs>
1: that's fair. Yeah. Good point. It's a, <laughs> it's a WWE. We're not talking about the NFL or the NBA. I mean, there's, <laughs> it's a WWE Hall of Fame. So at some point he'll be there because he spent a lot of time in. Historians, as well. I
0: mean, if you're right. if you're a WWE champ, like just let's get it out of the way. If you're a former WWE champion, you're in the WWE Hall of Fame. Like that's just full stop. Uh, mm,
1: I think uh, maybe now yeah, the tri- now go for the, tri- the list.
2: Now it's Triple H's Hall of Fame. Now it might be different. Yeah,
1: different Triple H is in charge now, so I would say yes. Under Vince, no. Yes. Uh, under Vince, <laughs> no. But. But, but, Gabe, the way the story ends is that he's still going to be a nice hand for the WWE, and he might win a championship here or there. But, I mean, if you're talking about, like, in this cycle, no. He's just the stick of the beehive right now, bro. He's just a guy that just complains a lot. Yeah, and it I started know. and it started here at GKW. His complaint started here on this show, and then he became a personality. It's all because of Broitz, because he's the, the guy, like the Oprah Winfrey of this show. <laughs> He just he just makes people cry and complain. Check That's out the exactly page; it's right. Wait, you,
2: share it. You giving but, away cars too, bro? maybe you never know. But like you talking about, who's he facing at Mania? Then it was an it was a random triple threat IC title match last year, which was a damn good match. Who's he facing?
0: I mean, he there's a chance. I mean, I guess we'll, we'll get to this. I guess way later in the show in news and notes. If this Seth Rollins injury is serious enough, like could he be kind of the? the the, the placemark champion until we get to WrestleMania. Could he be one that ends up carrying that heavyweight championship because you want Cody Rhodes or CM Punk or one of those people to get the big moment at mania. And he carries that into WrestleMania.
2: Do they need their world champion on TV every week? Is that what you're getting at?
1: It'd be nice to have one. Okay. (laughs) Yes. A champion of some, of some (laughs) distinction doing something. Yes. You know, yeah. it just, the, the Drew McIntyre thing is interesting, guys, because it's like, okay, so your role is to complain. I think that what we're looking for is there a payoff to the complaints? Right.
2: It doesn't think, feel like it. It feels like he's taking a pin at Mania.
1: I mean, he's um, Scottish Nakamura at this point, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: as, sad as, as sad as that is to say out loud, like, you're not wrong. He's <laughs> just, it's, I want that pressure right right printed, now. though. I mean, maybe maybe we go Drew versus Nakamura. Like one of them can win. Then no double count win. out. That ended a double
1: count out 100%. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like Drew McIntyre is a guy that oh. likes to complain, just like Nakamura complains, you know, about Cody looking for Cody and look out oh, trying to fight people. Like, okay, but it doesn't there's no payoff there. So same thing because there's so many other um, wrestlers ahead of uh, McIntyre, he does have a beef. But it's not like he's money in the bank. It's not like he's in a hot feud to be able to get to the championship. So what is his role here besides just doing a good promo every week?
2: Yeah, I mean, he is interesting right now. Like, I'd say he's more interesting than Cody and maybe even Punk at this point with what he's doing every week with the promos he's cutting. The path to mania for me with him sort of feels like he gets fed to Cody. Like, you talk about the Nakamura thing. Like, he goes that route. If Cody's not fighting for the title like because you need a spot for him also maybe it's him and drew in a big spot and drew ultimately eats that pin also
0: yeah i, I was thinking i guess it, it like him versus you know kind of circling back and you know doing him versus damien priest because he'd probably need sure. some sort of you know priests you know kind of heat up damien a little bit since he is senior money in the bank he beats drew and then he gets a little momentum coming out of wrestlemania so he feels more dangerous because right now he's just kind of a punchline Will Um, you put the briefcase on the line? Yeah, yeah, you could do that. Yeah, put the briefcase on the line, do something like that. Priest retains and and still has it. And then now you have attention on the briefcase for the next couple of months or even just the next couple of weeks, depending upon how quickly they want him to cash that in, because, you know, that that year is going to come up sooner than you think. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, he'll he'll have some sort of prominent-ish spot. I mean, kind of similar to last year, you know, where he was in that IC triple threat, which was, by the way, widely considered one of the best matches in WWE all of last year. So it's not yeah. like he was in a bad spot, but yeah, in terms of him being a WWE champion again, I, he, he's pretty far back and it would have to take something to me like a Seth Rollins injury where, you know, he steps up and becomes the John Moxley of Monday night raw. Like, Oh, well, we need someone here. You go, take the ball and run with it for the next two months.
1: You know, we don't talk about this often on the show. And, and you should know better than anybody, Gabe, because this is your favorite event. It's funny, we come to find out that Gabe and Michael Cole are the, fa- the same favorite events in WWE. <laughs> could you imagine? Could, cool, you, baby. could you imagine Cole saying that out loud? That would never happen under Vince. No. My favorite event of the year, Russ, is, is the Royal Rumble. I heard that Monday. I said, wow. Yeah. I mean, you, there's WrestleMania, but he said, I said, and it reminded me, it rang the bell because it reminded me of Gabe immediately. I'm like, oh, Gabe and Cole, the same event they love, Royal Rumble, even though they've got WrestleMania right here. Um, you know, I guess there's a such thing, guys, as heating up people for the Rumble, not just the matches, not just who could win it, but I, that sounds like they're heating McIntyre up for the Rumble. He might be in the Final Four. He might be in the Final Six because that's the only spot. There's nothing else for McIntyre. I mean, he's not going to beat Seth Rollins anytime soon, not in the, not in the Roman sweepstakes. Um uh, not taking on Gunther, I don't think, because that's for Brock no. Lesnar, I think. So what is there?
2: Well, I guess sort of off that line, like if Gunther goes a different route, do you do Drew and Brock?
1: Uh, well, And then Gunther takes on...
2: I don't know. Then, yeah, it's Odd Man Out There.
1: Yeah, so, it, no, so no.
2: Is there a no. name we're missing, like sort of that WrestleMania, just one-off appearance that, like, they come out and like step up to drew and drew gets to beat them. Like maybe not in Austin, but someone along those lines. I'd be okay with that.
0: I mean, Cena, again, that you build that up and, and Cena was in the news today and I can't remember where he did the interview talking about how, you know, he's, he's thinking about wrapping up his time in WWE, um, hasn't won a single match and God knows how long would be hilarious if he beat drew and ended that, you know, would be a little funny, but yeah. I mean, you could do something like that. I mean, I, again, I think depending upon what happens with the tag team championships, um, if, if priest and, and Finn are the tag champs heading into mania, then you probably can't do, uh, drew McIntyre versus, unless McIntyre somehow picks up a friend in the next two and a half months and and goes for the tag titles.
1: This whole thing with Cody is just, it's not contrived, but it's kind of sad. When they laid out, when it's Cody and McIntyre in the ring together, and it's like, hey, remember, we were the dashing ones. Nope. <laughs> no, and, no, not and, at all. Nope. Neither did the audience. the <laughs> yeah, audience. Funny, was
0: like, Funny you should mention that. No. 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 Definitely
1: don't. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Cody did, actually.
2: Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, me, totally.
1: I thought about that, and I'm like, I think I'm a pretty good wrestling nerd. Nope. <laughs> nope, Dark Ages. Don't remember. There was some some shitty time with Cody Rhodes as Dashing Cody Rhodes, mustache and all that. Like, nope. Actually, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> but by, by the way, Cody looks more like that Cody with the, with
0: with the mustache and mask than Drew McIntyre looks like that version of Drew McIntyre. Yes. Like when you go back and and see Drew McIntyre in Three Man Band like era, oh. he looks like a completely different person.
1: Holy cow. Jeez, so bad. Again, that era was horrible. Yes. So so they bring it up like, hey, remember how popular? No, no, I don't. I don't remember that. And so thank you for being contrived by bringing this up. So we'll get that match. Cool. But then McIntyre will be looking up at the lights. And then what's next for Drew? And it's the thing. We go back to Clash of the Castle. I mean, we really thought that this was going to be Drew's time because he's never been hotter in WWE. And then he loses. And then it's kind of like, well, Yes, his character is turned into a heel. But then what? So right now you got a nice, you have a nice character, uh heel right now, and that's where he stands.
0: And that's Drew versus Ginder, you bring in Heath Slater as the special guest referee. Who says no? There you go.
1: <laughs> good to be working <laughs> with Vince. No. It's yeah. well, apparently
0: Jay Hood says no.
1: Good to be working with Vince McMahon this uh, <laughs> this evening. <laughs>
2: Goddamn! Remember?
1: No, I don't.
2: <laughs> and that's the thing with the Rumble, like him final two with Cody and or punk like that could work but like that feels like a letdown like if we don't get Cody and punk as the final two it sort of feels like a letdown so I feel like they don't go that route like yeah because four but that's it
0: with Cody or punk you don't know which one is actually winning if Drew is in there as the final two then you know the other one's winning because Drew's not winning the Royal Rumble
2: and the other part I don't know maybe we're looking into it too much there's been rumors about his contract status he's been sort of wishy-washy on it Are they sort of throwing in the towel saying, hey, this guy's not re-signing here. We'll send him out in a good way, but we're not sending him out on top. Like, is it as simple as that? Possible, but, like, it's also, like, I understand
0: he doesn't have a championship belt, but it's almost like the the Sami Zayn spot, you know, before Sami got hurt. Like, Sami never won the championship but the dude was in multiple segments throughout the course of the evening. Like, he was leading show. He was closing out the show. Would have a segment in the middle of the show. Like, Drew McIntyre is in a really prominent spot right now on Monday Night Raw. He is getting a ton of TV time, even though he doesn't hold a championship.
2: Yeah, that's fair. But he's there, but, like, there seems to be sort of no one. Like, I feel like he's going to be thrown in the elimination chamber somehow. Not going to win that also. Like, it's all just sort of like, oh, eventually he has to win something for us to continue to care about him.
1: That is correct. And so I think that you nailed it, bro. It's what a great time for him to go out. If anybody needs to be a, a, a hot independent free agent, I would say it's Drew McIntyre. Yeah. I and, and I know that he's already been there before and done that. But he came to WWE. He came to do what he did. He was the world heavyweight champion. He got it. He got the championship. Pandemic, but he got the championship anyway. And then so I mean, if you got nothing else for him, and I know that sounds crazy, like creative's got nothing for Drew McIntyre. I'm just saying like if you, if he's not in the title picture and if he's just in the middle, that that that's wasting his time. I'd rather see him in my local indie, you know, being able to help the business that way than just kind of spinning his wheels as a complainer in the WWE. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, because I mean, I think I think we all know that a man that size is not going to do well in AEW, right? Like right. they're not going to. So he that going the Matt Cardona independent route might be the best thing to do for Drew if WWE doesn't resign him.
2: Yeah, and I think we're starting to see that sort of indie pop again. Like, there were reports this week that Ali is boosting ticket sales significantly for some of the shows he's watching. And no offense to Ali, but he's nowhere near Drew's level. Like, Drew on indies is, would do some numbers.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because the dude, especially for a big guy, that dude can go. Yep. Like, he could he could put on a hell of a show
2: in the indies.
1: I may or may not have a ticket to see Mustafa Ali uh, in Chicago. There you go. Uh, I may or may not have a ticket uh in the first Friday of March to see Mustafa Ali. You're not going to Toronto to see him and Jack Cartwheel tonight?
2: Because I'm t- it's tempting.
1: If, it, <laughs> if this if, if the snow wasn't coming. All right. If the snow wasn't coming, Gabe and I would be on a plane together. <laughs> we would yeah. be going to see Jack Cartwheel. We would go together. Uh, that's, a, <laughs> that's a problem though. You know, one of these shows we'll talk about, guys, that probably should need a little fresh start. Um, You know, I told you guys last year, I think 2024 is going to be a hell of a year for wrestling. It already started. It's already started with the free agency, which we'll get into. But Drew McIntyre could use that. If he's not going to be with WWE, he'll be fine on the indies if that's where he's going.
0: All right, I keep bringing it back up. So one last quick question before we move on. Jinder Mahal, WWE Hall of Famer. Mm. Former champ. Like former champ for six months. He was champ for like half of a good year. Left. It was that long.
2: <laughs> it was that long. God, WWE it was, was so long. bad. Like for everyone that <laughs> bitches in this tribalism, like think back to when WWE was the only product on TV. And that's what we got. We got gender as a champion. We got celebrity guest hosts. Like this is good. Stop your complaining. It's nice to have options on wrestling TV nowadays.
1: Wow. I mean, that's a, that's strong because you're absolutely right. It's absolutely right it's almost like wwe's just looking at their watch treading time they're just kind of like when's the rumble all right gender come on in all right let's just uh, let's just just kind of just bs around until we get to the rumble like this was a long build for them like there was
2: no december pay-per-view so this was a long time of them being like uh are we there yet are we there yet like all right we made it let's go
1: nothing wrong with nothing wrong with gender it just kind of comes out of left field He's he's connected to the Rock now. He's like heated up. We haven't seen him for for a long time, and now he's a top contender. Just kind of strange.
0: It was, but it was kind of hey, go out and get insulted by the Rock, and your payoff is we'll give you uh, you know you you get to main event Raw the next week. That's what it just kind of seemed like a hey you have to do this, but then we're gonna give you this opportunity. It just kind of oh he doesn't say to that
2: at all. Yeah, right.
0: A lot of other things going on in the world of professional wrestling. We call it our three-count, the other top three stories. Brian, what do we have at number one?
2: Last night, AEW Dynamite, the 24-year-old cold-hearted, handsome devil himself, hook in the main event with Samoa Joe for the AEW world title. So let's talk young wrestlers. Which young wrestler would you currently build a company around?
0: So when we say young, like where, where are we starting? Is I it 30 under and under? 30? Yeah, Under 30 30? Under? All right. That that's what I was hoping because I I mean I made a list of all the champions in AEW ROH WWE NXT. And the number of champions that are under thirty are very few and far between, my uh-huh. friends. It's it's like the women's divisions have a lot of talent under thirty, which is exciting. Um on the men's side, like the NXT champion, like Dragon is thirty. Like it's unbelievable like that, you know, and that's the developmental brand. It's, it, it seems like long gone are the days of having these 20 some year old, you know, wrestlers in your company. There are a couple sprinkled in clearly um, WWE doesn't have a ton. I think, I mean, basically it's it, on the main
2: roster. It's Austin theory. And is it Dom? Are those the two? Yeah, that's it. I mean, yep. the rumble, we do about the rumble, that fatal four way. They're all over 40, right? Um,
0: except for Roman.
2: Okay. So Roman's 38. Pro- all right.
0: Roman's but AJ's 38. over
2: 40. Randy over 40. AJ's like 47. Yeah. Which, LA by the
0: way, I, so I looked that up today because I also looked that up. Like, AJ coming back that shredded at 47 is yeah. impressive.
1: Like, that's damn
0: impressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, they're all
1: over 40. Uh, apparently, the bathroom doors are closed for the piss test. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. and, and Carmelo uh, Hayes is 29. So,
0: yeah. Hayes is 29. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Yeah, so Roman at thirty eight is the only one under forty, and he's the young guy in that match. So that shows yeah.
1: that the youth over in
2: the WWE side. Yeah,
0: like the only the only male champion under twenty seven in the WWE on the main roster or under thirty is Logan Paul. <laughs> like that's wow. the only under thirty champ because Seth is thirty seven, Roman's thirty eight, Gunther's thirty six, Finn and Priest are both over forty. Um, yeah, and even like the women's tag champs, and, and on the women's side, EO's thirty three, Katana Chance is thirty three, Caden Carter's thirty five, and EO's thirty three. But like, it's Rhea's okay. twenty seven, you know. Yeah, so it's th- it's an older. So this is going to probably be more of an AEW type conversation. But I mean, I think the number one pick, if we were to do this, is still MJF.
1: Yeah. Right? Well, me, well, yeah. Well, let's just lay this out as far as the WWE is concerned, and this is why AEW and WWE are different. In the WWE, a lot of those wrestlers just languish in the system, right? Even mm-hmm. before they get on TV, before they even get on TV and NXT, they're just in the system. And so they might be there since their mid-20s and don't get on TV for another three, five years, or get to NXT, and then before they make their main roster, they're in their 30s, banged up and, you know, going through their growing pains. And, so, and then on the other side of that, WWE, once upon a time, was going for the best indie talent that indie talent that was on the Indies for five to 10 years, Kevin Owens late. I'll give an example. I mean, uh, AJ Styles, so many others like, oh, yeah, you know what? This guy from the Indies is really good. Gargano, Ciampa, all those guys, right? We saw them in the Indies, but it took them a while to get to the main roster for them to be able to get to WWE. So, I mean, you name two of them on the men's side for me. Um, It starts with MJF. I can start my company with Logan Paul. Could you imagine? Logan Paul as not my centerpiece, number yeah. one guy, make him champion, got the gift of gab. He wrestles as smooth as rust of the modern wrestler today. Uh, and he doesn't have to be on TV all the time. Logan Paul. And then my third choice was uh, Emmanuel Morales. Who's
2: that now?
1: Elva I'm... King El Vikingo.
0: Oh
1: okay. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, thank you. <laughs> so, so so who's twenty six? Yep. So so I mean and you think well he's 5'7. It's like no no no. You, you know, today fans want action, right? Yep. Well that, that guy gives you action. You you go with El uh, Vikingo, he's 26, you lock him into your on in a contract and say, you know what? I know you're five seven, but you're my you're my Mysterio. That's it. That's who you are. We're gonna go with you.
0: Uh by the way, Bad Bunny, also under 30. I don't know if we're counting him oh, okay. WWE. He is 29 years old. <laughs>
1: Can't do that. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you, can't, you can't do that. Yes. Well, I mean, no.
0: at this point, I mean, have you seen Roman's schedule? He's, I mean, I think he could wrestle Roman's
2: schedule. He, he might can't.
1: wrestle more than Roman in 24. <laughs> <laughs> On the women's side, I went Rhea Ripley. You already named Ripley. Yeah. Yeah, Tony. You know Tony Storm. Even though she's uh, fifty five on AEW, she's really twenty seven. <laughs>
0: she's tw- yeah, she's twenty eight years old, man. <laughs> yes. Like it's un- like I was expecting her to be in her thirties when I looked that up today. I was shocked to see she was twenty
2: eight. The well, only she's- is under thirty that threatened to punch people in the box, so.
1: <laughs> which was which is amazing. It's never been said on a wrestling show before. Never.
0: <laughs> Renee's facial expression yeah. <laughs> when uh-huh. that happened, and she just looks just looks over at Perazzo like. Wait, did she actually just say what I think she just said? Is this really (laughs) happening on live television right now?
2: (laughs) She also will not share where she once got a Perazzo. She wasn't going to share that with everyone last night. She's the gift that keeps on giving. She's just so wonderful.
1: Just a a delight to have her on TV. I mean, you know, poor Ian Riccoboni. He's not Tony Schiavone. and and he's. I just—it just—it's amazing. You look so much younger. You're young,
0: <laughs> clean shaven. <man>. Yeah. <laughs> just,
1: so got, like, got rid of the
0: earring. Like the <laughs> earring joke, like just slayed me. Oh, like the <laughs> earring joke killed me when I watched that.
1: How's she doing this with a straight face? Well, because she's a character. That's why she's a well, character. Again,
0: so well, it's either her. Again, who is better this week?
1: Her or Truth? I mean, again, it's very difficult. <laughs> I I know truth making money for judgment day. (laughs) Handing out stacks of money. This is just like, I mean, did you guys see? So I I don't know where truth lives,
0: but I saw the tweet. Like his son is like a junior, senior in high school, got over a thousand points in his high school basketball career. And like the coach tweeted out like a picture of our truth with his son. And he was like, Oh, we were super excited to have Ron Killings, our Truth of the Judgment Day here in attendance. Like he mentioned that our Truth was a part of the judgment day. Like the coach isn't on the bit. Like it was just oh, it everything <laughs> around truth right now is fantastic. Same thing. I mean, at, at this point, our truth could play under
1: 30, right? Like yeah, that's fair. <laughs> even though he's fifty. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. So that I mean so it's Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, Willow yep. Nightingale, Willow Nightingale's twenty nine.
2: Yeah, I think those are all good ones. Some others I could throw in there, you sort of mentioned, but Carmelo Hayes. Like, I don't watch him consistently, but every time I watch NXT, I leave saying, I want to watch more Carmelo Hayes. Like, I hope he gets that push soon. I hope we see him on a big stage. I think he's someone you could build around. And then sort of on the line, but he'll be 31 in May. Like, Osprey? Does that count? He's currently
1: 30. Well, you're right there, man. You're right there. (laughs) I'll allow it.
2: Okay, I, I, I'll allow it. Yeah, he's got some kids, also. You never know, bruv.
1: I, he he's, does, bruv. Well, he, he, do, he, no, does. he
0: well, he doesn't have kids. His significant other has. Oh, kids. okay.
1: So he's he got stepkids, right? He, he's bruv. got stepkids. I, I, we will allow it. Um, can Will Osprey wrestle a TV match? Ew. If you need six minutes, can he, yeah? I need you in and out in six minutes. Next thing you know, it's twenty-five minutes. Classic. I mean, it's just like, can he do that for you? can he do a free
2: almost never seen it yeah and the other one i I don't know if you put it on there after last night can hook be on the list like look i'm a hook stand
0: like i have been a hook stand for a number of of years here when we did our draft last year like hook was like my young guy that i'm like this is the guy i want to stash away this is the guy i want to develop and i thought hook like again it was a quick short build but I think he, like the, the the promo that they cut for him when he's in the snow, yes. I think that was on Collision, um, that they aired that. Um, th- to kind of build it up, I thought he nailed that. Like, there's just something about him. He's got the charisma. And I thought he delivered last night. Like, I thought he really stepped up to the plate and did what he needed to do. And he's only 24. Like, in he's fame. just going to continue to grow and continue to develop. I'm not saying put the world championship on him next week, but like in a year or two, that guy's gonna be ready. I mean, he's when M, I mean MJF was world champion for basically, you know, at 26. So give Hook two more years. You're telling me he can't get to that level? I think he can. I think now he he certainly has some work to do in terms of the promos and giving him a live microphone. I think the tape stuff has been all right, but you could also probably do a thing where you just make his dad the manager, have his dad be the mouthpiece, pe- mouthpiece, and the cold-hearted handsome devil. I think that guy's got going to be over. I mean, the crowd was into him last night.
2: Yep.
1: Okay. Before we go into it further, could you explain to me what the internet wrestling community was pissed about? I I, I saw a lot. Did you, you guys read any of this? I mean, a, a lot of reaction of people not happy about that match. And I was thinking like, what did I miss? Like Samoa Joe was going to go over one. Yeah. two two I know that hook has this Road Warrior Hawk thing where he doesn't sell anything you know the the one count you know I think that that was that was wild but I mean it was kind of part of the match and taz to his credit kept saying that that's that's hook he's not gonna quit he's yep. not yeah. gonna quit he's not gonna quit thought... so so well, I, I, what was the uproar I don't know I know the internet wrestling community gave gets mad at everything but I was looking yeah, at like huh. well I, I was I was like well what's the problem with this match like Samojo got over Hook got over, even in a loss. Yeah.
0: I mean, I enjoyed the match. That That's what the match needed to be. I mean, it was fairly close to a squash match because, well, I mean, Hook, really? even though he was 29-1 and 1 going into that match, like he's just not on the same level as Joe. But I thought he acquitted himself nicely. Comes out with the hot offense. Comes out with the punches. Joe takes over. Hits him a couple times, you know, with, with some pretty tough spots on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, that like, RIP to thinking, that table. Yeah, thinking about that table oh. and how he went through there. <laughs> That was that was tough, but like then he you know has that flurry of offense where he had been trying to do the T Bone Suplex the entire night pulls it off and then ultimately falls to you know the the Kikina Clutch like I thought that was I thought everybody ended up coming away winners last night because again you got that brief moment where you're like oh here comes Hook and the crowd was into it. And then Joe squashes it right away because you still need Joe to look strong as a champion in his first defense of the match. I thought that was as good of a, you know, main event match with those two that you could possibly have.
2: Completely agree. I think everyone looked good. Like we've seen AEW drop the ball and trying to make everyone happy. I think back to the pay for you, like the Dustin and swerve match, like that should have been a squash. Like that was one of those matches where like Dustin went way too long with swerve. He was banged up. Shouldn't have been that last night. It was tight. It was short hook. Got some things in. Hook comes out looking like a star and Joe still looks like a badass. Like, it accomplished everything. Like, I loved that main event last night.
1: Yeah, I think that it was uh, perfect. Now, let me just say this. That whole thing with the um, with that table spot, a little reckless. Now here's I thought the thing. that was the
2: end of the match. I thought they were going to have to stop it. Like, the way he took it on his head and neck, I was like, oh, we might have called it a night here.
1: Yeah, Joe's used to taking on bigger guys and uh-huh. it, you know how scrawny that, uh, that hook is and he just like a like a ragdoll just ragdolled them into the into the uh, table. I was a little surprised that that match continued cuz I'm thinking immediately concussion.
0: Yep. Well, and I don't know if you guys noticed, but I certainly noticed then when he did the power bomb onto the apron like usually when you do the power bomb on the apron you kind of catch the corner mid back you think of the way that Kevin Owens has kind of delivered it you know when he does the power bomb on the apron Joe was very you know like he made sure hooks back and everything was up on top like he made sure he got him flat on the yeah. apron for that power bomb because i think of of how rough that uh, that table spot was
1: so excited because Joe came across like a badass because he is yes. a badass. Yes, exactly. Ah, that's that's, that's exactly
0: right. how that's exactly what that match needed to be. And Hook again, Hook's gonna have momentum coming out of that. Uh, I, I, I would, you know so I I would throw Hook on there. Um, some other names that I've got written down that are under thirty. You have Dom. You have uh, Nick Wayne. Um, Takeshita's twenty-eight.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: I think those are all valuable pieces. I don't know if those are pieces you ever
2: build your company around. Dom, I would say, is the closest of those three.
1: To build a company around? Yeah. That guy's gonna be a baby face in 12 months or less.
2: Sure, but like the stuff he's doing, the stuff in the ring has gotten so much better. Like the guy works right now.
0: It's it, it, and yeah. also it's crazy because Rhea right now might be the most over baby face. And her on-screen boyfriend is like the most booed heel. Right. It's, it's insane. Like that crowd, like refu- on Monday, they refused, refused <laughs> to boo Rhea Ripley when she came yeah. out to cut her promo.
1: Yeah. No, she's they're o- chanting
0: mommy. They're doing everything.
1: Yeah, she's over. Yeah, it, and she has been. And she is without question. I would agree with you, sir. I w- I would say that without question. That uh, out of all the women that we see, man, she's number one. That's the reason why she was in that, on that poll. Number one women wrestler going right now, Rhea Ripley. There's no doubt about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's completely agree there. What do we got at number two this week, Brian?
1: All right. Dave Meltzer
2: on Wrestling Observer Radio says he went to LA this week to tape interviews with Netflix for the Vince McMahon documentary. He adds a documentary will be out sooner than you think, and Vince has been interviewed for it. Will we learn anything new from the Vince documentary?
0: I can't imagine if Vince is being interviewed for it. Like, to me, Vince is going to ask, hey, what's all going to be included in this before he sits down for an interview? Right. And I guess I I guess maybe the producer is going to be like, oh, we might cover this and this. And maybe they lie to him about everything that's going to be. Meltzer says
2: the ending's basically been changed. Like it was been worked on for years and they've added everything to now add to the ending.
0: Yeah, but, but again, this is all stuff we know, right? right. Like, I don't think there's any going to be any like juicy bombshell that they're uncovering about Vince McMahon at this point. Now, it's going to be interesting, I think. And the other thing Meltzer said is that it's going to be out sooner than you think. So I'm really curious to see how this lays out and how it all lays out in one you know, documentary, unlike what they did for Dark Side of the Ring and you know, I, I don't even know. It was basically a, a best-of show when they did their Vince McMahon doc.
1: Don't start with that again. Don't start with that. Well, that's the only
0: only Vince doc we have to go off of right now.
1: Don't you start with that patchwork nonsense (laughs) documentary that they suckered us all in to watch. Uh
2: Like, there's nothing
1: new here. Look, it's Vince Russo talking again. Um, In the corner, it was
0: from Dark Side of the Ring, whatever episode it was. It was (laughs) constantly in the corner of every
2: clip in that show.
1: Meltzer said that you said that Vince is part of this documentary.
2: That's what he says that he was interviewed also.
1: Now, I wonder, was the interview with Vince pre-scandal? Right. Because it can't Does he can't he have anything. a
2: mustache in the interview.
1: I would say no. I would yeah, say that this I is no. So. I, I think this is pre-scandal. And if Vince signed off on it, then whatever else they add on to that documentary, it's what they add on. Right? Because all of it is is just, I'm sure, talking about his dad, how he bought the company from his dad, and be able to parlay that money into WrestleMania one and the the you know the behemoth that is WrestleMania and the WWE and going global and all that kind of stuff, and I think it probably ends there because Vince is not going to go deep into steroid trial, sexual misconduct, all that kind of stuff. I think what if Vince is in it, it's about how good the company is. But if Netflix wants to continue to talk about all the other stuff, go right ahead. But I don't think there's going to be Vince on the record saying anything with a mustache. And
2: that's the thing. Like, I'm curious to see who that sort of expert is talking about that stuff. Like, Meltzer can talk about it, but he knows a lot of the same stuff everyone knows. And stuff's been reported. Like, do you find someone that's accused him of stuff? Like, is there a bombshell in that regard that says on the record, hey, this is what Vince was like? Get winded to sit down?
1: (laughs) I mean, that's what I want. (laughs) That's what I want. that's what I mean. I mean, that's
0: that's the person that I mean, that would be the juiciest thing they could have. Right. I mean, I, I mean, if, if you have somebody who's accused him of something or even hasn't accused him and this is going to be a fresh accusation that comes out within the documentary. Outside of that. Yeah. Linda's probably I mean, Linda's got to know where the bodies are buried. Right.
1: Shane? Uh, absolutely. Shane, Stephanie. That's what I want. But, see, if, if it's not going to be part of that, then it's going to be really like Dark Side of the Ring, guys. Right. It's going to be like – like, like I could see it now. They talk about the WWE from the beginning. Vince talks about it. Probably they, they film him in the office, how hard he works, all this other stuff. And then it's going to feel like a total 180 after they're done with the Vince stuff. A right. total 180. Like, here, is Rita Chatterton going to be part of this? The, the referee that was – uh, allegedly sexually abused in the wwe like i i don't know
2: what about any of the endeavor people i feel like they've been pretty vocal about how, like pushing vince out and saying you know he's no good for the company like would any I mean that would be have to be
0: something that they add on right like that right. would be something that maybe they get those interviews maybe they don't but i'm guessing that they don't if Meltzer's saying that this thing's gonna be coming out sooner than we think
1: See, you know, if you don't have anything really juicy at the, you know, as far as what's happening now in the current day in WWE and with Vince McMahon, it starts to feel like the Montreal screw job. It does, because we've heard that time and time again about Montreal and Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. I don't want to hear that again. Right. Like, I need to get new information.
2: Well, to that point, I feel like that might tie into why you want to just get it out. Like, I assume this documentary was dead. But if they're not going to add anything new, but they're going to add on a little bit to acknowledge like, hey, Vince was sort of pushed out the door as opposed to the happy ending of like, oh yeah, Vince runs this multi-million dollar company and then you put text on the end. You just put it out now and then you ensure nothing new is coming out and you're not missing anything in that regard. Yeah,
0: it, it, it just seems like it just seems like there's... We, we already know so much, right? right? Like, and I mean, going through... I mean, maybe there are some details of when he resigned and then kind of came back into the fold. I mean, maybe you get a couple of office people within WWE that can talk on that and sprinkle in a detail or two. But I think all of us have kind of figured out, again, unless you have Stephanie there talking about why she decided to resign when her dad stepped back in. like I, I doubt we're in Look, I, th- I think that Stephanie and her dad clearly, based on her actions of wanting to separate herself from the company, since a lot of these accusations have really come forward over the last couple of years, like I'm guessing her and her dad obviously do not see eye to eye on a lot of these things. But I also have a hard time believing she would ever actually sit down in front of a camera and blast her father.
2: Right. Like I don't remember the timeline fully, but weren't there board members that got ousted that Vince then brought back to give him numbers? Like had they been pushed back out? Like would they be someone willing to talk and bury him a little bit i
1: i would say those that were let go would be willing to talk and we have to go back to that list of wwe employees and former wrestlers that were let go uh, at another layoff situation i think that they would be willing to talk i think they would um but then you got to be careful of that especially if you're a performer because you're like okay i said this about vince on the record Maybe Triple H won't let me back in. I mean, sure. that's it's all part of the business in that regard, right? If you want uh, you want to go back to the WWE, you're not supposed to speak of you know ill of the WWE. I, I don't know, guys. I just think that I don't expect. I'm just gonna make the prediction. I don't expect a lot from the family talking about the Vince scandal, but I do mm-hmm. expect people around it that used to be executives or, or close writers. They'll say something about it because they were close up and personal with Vince you know, all all the time for Raw and SmackDown and pay-per-view meetings. That's what I expect.
2: And to your yeah, point well, about the wrestlers, it would have to be someone older that has no dreams, of, like a Bret Hart. Like, Bret would go there and crap on him and also, you know, rip Bill Goldberg, because that's what Bret Hart does. Like, <laughs> someone that's like that, that you can work in there. Shout out
0: to Bill's kid going to Colorado,
2: by the yeah. way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, oh I mean, the, the people that I want to hear speak, who actually probably would, and I bet, in a different world, would have things like, I would love to hear Hunter speak on this. Yep. Because like Vince Vince blamed him with NXT. Like he had taken him off of NXT and it looked like Hunter was on his way out until everything else happened and then he really take, took over creative on the main roster. I think Stephanie and Shane certainly would have things to say, but I just I have a hard time imagining the McMahon family publicly speaking anything ill against Vince McMahon.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it, as far as we know, and I don't think anything's changed because if it did, we would know about it. That's still his father-in-law. Right. They're still, <laughs> yeah. breaking, they're still breaking bread at the holidays. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, Doesn't want to
0: make Thanksgiving that, you know, it doesn't want to make that awkward.
2: Yeah, that's still grandpa to the kids.
1: What do you think Vince is doing lately besides his girlfriend? What do you think he's <laughs> doing? What do you think he's doing lately?
0: Right. Thanks for that mental image. Didn't really need that one, but you know, hey, okay.
1: Did you not see him on TMZ? Did you not hey, see look. him with his girlfriend?
0: Hey, hey look again. Did what you said is it wrong? No, I'm just saying I could have gone without the, you know, the visualization of it with the way that you worded the question.
1: I I did, um, I did not. I didn't give you pictures. I don't have any pictures of that on my phone. Well, I, uh, yeah. Goddamn! <laughs> look at me. Yeah, he probably does. Genetic um, jackhammer. <laughs> Then from there, oh my! <laughs> what a maneuver!
0: <laughs> I I don't know what he's doing because he has been like pushed to the you know pushed to the outside. I, I have no idea.
1: It'd been awesome if you just would have showed up in AEW. gosh <laughs> just show up. Seriously, I was I was expecting Shane to do that, but it because yeah. because as we've documented on the show, what is Vince without wrestling? Without, be, without being in charge, without being a CEO, without being – I mean, he's got millions, billions of dollars. I'm sure he's in Tampa someplace enjoying his life, but, but really miserable because he ain't working. Well, I mean, is Shane healthy enough to even
0: walk at this point? I mean, he's, <laughs> last time we saw him, he blew out his quad. I don't know how it, long it takes to recover.
1: It uh, it becomes cartoonish after a while. I say put him back in there so he can hurt himself again. <laughs> Yes or no? Do we see Shane McMahon at the Royal Rumble? Ooh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Shane, yes. And we have to have the,
2: Snoop on standby. because That's right. It up.
1: That's right. That's right. One of the most bizarre things moment. I've ever seen. God. What a
2: WrestleMania
0: moment. So good. What do we got
1: at number three, Brian?
2: <laughs> All right. Speaking of WrestleMania, we said a promo Monday night. Becky Lynch telling Rhea Ripley that Rhea is better than her. What's the women's match you want featured at WrestleMania?
0: I think those two talked me into that one being the one I want to see the most, like almost, and it would be nice symmetry for Rhea of having the match she had with Charlotte last year going over. And then if she goes over Becky, once again, you know, kind of taking care of, you know, the two of their generation that had really separated themselves as the best that the WWE had to offer. Um, I think that would be a really good story for Rhea Ripley. Now, it would also make her look pretty unstoppable, kind of like what we've seen with Roman Reigns. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing because she's just still on television each and every week. Um, although I'm, they've they've done so many stutter starts with it. I I do still want to see Bailey versus Io Man. Like I, I want to see Bailey fighting for a championship. I want to see her get ousted from the group she started, and I want to see her fighting for a championship at WrestleMania. I think they planted some brilliant seeds on Monday night on Raw. And I'm I'm starting to feel and, and starting to root for Bailey over um, on the Smackdown side of
2: things. Also to throw out there came out today PWI like end of year awards voted on by their fans. Rhea vs Charlotte for Mania voted match of the year. Not women's match of the year, but match of the year. That's a good one. That
1: is strong. That's really strong. Yeah. I like that. Well we you just laid it out, Gabe. I mean Bailey turning babyface against Io mm-hmm. Sky. She's not not part of damage control anymore. Becky Lynch against Rhea Ripley is a match that I think that we are going to see. How far can they stretch this out, though? I mean, right. I mean, what are you AEW? You are going to stretch this out for another, you know, two two months before you get there?
0: Well, I mean, my guess, my, so I think you would have to do, huh, but it's got to come together so quickly. If Bailey ends up winning, because Bailey keeps saying how she was going to challenge. Rhea Ripley and everybody who is going to, so if Bailey wins the rumble, then you have Becky win the elimination chamber down at Perth.
1: I suppose so. I suppose so. But I think that when you ask that question, bro, it's when you put that out there, it shows you that there is not a lack of depth, but a lack of planning with the women's division. You know, we talk about the WWE and try to figure out like where Drew McIntyre fits, but that's actually a good thing because there's CM Punk. And then there's, um, there's senior money in the bank you know, with Damian mm-hmm. Priest, and you got all these guys, these singles guys that are going for either Roman's title or going for uh, the championship for Seth Rollins. What about the women? Right. Little, little light, and this is not because of Charlotte's injury, a little light as far as serious contenders for the women's championship. Or am I looking at this wrong? Because I'm looking at the roster, and I'm saying – well, as all, are those the two batches that we can get, is that the best two we can get for WrestleMania?
2: Yeah, I yeah. feel like the only person mentioned that could also be in not mentioned is Bianca. But there's really no one else that you can throw in there and say, Yeah, this should be a prominent match of mania on the women's side.
0: Yeah, and Bianca's become kind of like the forgotten women woman over sure. on SmackDown. You know, she like, I only mentioned her periphery. because of
2: her past success. Like her in a big yeah. match of mania wouldn't be surprising. Man, what do
0: you? The question is, what do you do with Bianca? If she's not fighting for one of the championships at Mania.
2: Yeah, not, she might be the odd one out at this point. I mean, even the Becky Rhea thing, as good as Monday was, like it felt out of the blue.
0: Yeah, well, because Becky <laughs> Becky just lost to Nia Jax not that long ago. Which where's Nia Jax? I have no idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that that did kind of come out of the blue. It seemed like they were kind of building something else for for Becky and then just threw her into the back into the deep end. But you don't need to because she's, I mean, she's one of the or, I mean, we were talking about Hall of Fame. I mean, she's first ballot Hall of Fame, you know, for, for WWE with everything that she's done. So you never need to heat her up that much. You can always just throw her out there and, yeah, everyone's going to go, yep,
2: yep, Becky. Man <laughs> versus Mommy, yeah, start printing the T-shirts. Is there any chance, we've talked a lot about Perth, and I don't know if we're going to see Roman there, could that main event Elimination Chamber,
1: Rhea Becky there? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Ooh, ooh. Well, she's she's from there. Why not? Yeah, yeah. There's, nothing, there's nothing hotter than that. If you can't get a world title match out of that, nothing hotter than yeah. That. They go that well. Crowd. I mean,
0: that's Roman's not on the schedule for Perth, right? Um, <laughs> okay. So
1: they asked. Yeah, they asked. So, yeah. <laughs> they asked. <laughs> so,
0: somehow, it's more likely that they get The Rock than Roman. I don't get it, but you know, but I mean, that could, especially as over as she is. I mean, that would be. God, I would, I would hate to be the match that followed that unless it happened to be a chamber match sure. that would that would main event. But if she, I mean, her in the main event makes a ton of sense. I mean, they they didn't put, it's, it, it was a crime last year that they didn't put Bad Bunny in the main event in Puerto Rico, right? That was a crime. You know, he should have <laughs> yep. been in the main event. This kind of feels similar to me. She's so over and she is, I mean, she's your biggest women's champion that you have and she's from there. Yeah, put her in the main event. People there were going to eat it up. And when you're watching at home, you're going to be able to feel that energy.
2: I feel like that could main event elimination chamber. Bianca wins the rumble. She then challenges Rhea. You do Rhea, Bianca, Bailey doesn't win the rumble. She starts freaking out that her plan's not going. So she goes in the chamber, wins the chamber. And then you set up her and EO that way.
0: But then what do you do with Becky at
2: Mania? Right. Then Becky's sort of the odd one out. Because I mean, you need something for Becky Lynch, right? Like you have five prominent women right now. Unless something ends up being a three-way,
1: I like the idea that you had earlier. You glazed over it, but it was a, a a gem of an idea. If Bianca Belair is not going to be in the title picture, her against Naya works for me. That's that's power and strength. I have no problem with that. Or, sure. or, or. Uh oh! Is Jade Cargill ready? Oh, How she? She's how's still she doing? There? She she there because. Actually, everybody, I think, in WWE land wants to see Jade against Bianca.
0: Yeah, I would imagine that would be...
1: Is she guess, ready? It depends upon
0: how, yeah, if, if she's ready or not. And if she's ready, then she debuts at the Rumble. You can do something where Jade, throw, you know, surprisingly throws out Bianca, and you can set up that whole thing, and that's where their story starts. That's... That's certainly a direction you could go, but
2: no, is that, that was... fair to them to be on the same night as either of these other women's matches? If it's Rhea Beckley and EO Bailey, we yeah. know those matches are going to deliver.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a, well. That's another question. Is Cargill going to be at the Rumble? I bet she will.
0: I think if, so. if she's look, if she's not at the Rumble, like I, I start questioning whether or not we ever see her on WWE right. TV. Like, yes. being in the Royal Rumble is, like, the safest, like, debut match you can have. You're not having a one-on-one, 12-minute match. Like, you can you can go in the corner and rest for a while. You can do whatever. I mean, you it, you can get lost with all the other bodies that are in there. If you can't debut at the Royal Rumble, I don't know what we are doing.
1: That's true. If we don't see Jay Cargo at the Rumble, oh, man, she needs a lot of work. If she can't just move around and just be pushing the corner and flex. That's all she has to do is just throw people out, flex, and just kind of sit in the corner for a while. If she's not in there for that, holy smokes. I'm good Yeah, that. that, I mean, that's not good. I just want to know if she's ready because I think people, uh, from a television standpoint, think Bianca, Jade. Oh, that looks good in the ring, but is Jade Jade ready? That's the thing. I Mm -hmm. don't know.
0: I think Bianca could probably carry her to a decent enough match.
1: Uh, who trained you? Uh, well, <laughs> sorry, that uh, we let, well, we need to break you down and, uh, and start all over again. Cause this ain't working, you know, I could see, I could see that might be the issue because I haven't heard anything about her in Orlando zero. I mean, when did she sign August? Yep. This yeah, summer August right? that she showed.
0: No. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, I mean, six months should
2: be enough. And she was on TV all the time. They made such a big deal about it, and then it's mm-hmm. like, all right, forget about it.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, you know it's... what happened? The, the bell rang. Yeah. But but she was on the way though because her last match against Statlander was fantastic. It was Late her best She was
2: signed, by the way. Yeah. September. Yeah. Okay.
1: But again,
0: and and that's and that's why I guess why I have hope that. I mean, I, I would say that in ring, I. I think Bianca could do a better job carrying than even Statlander can, and Statlander's yeah. pretty good in the ring.
1: Yeah. So, but 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 going back to the point, guys, I think that it's nothing with the um, the division. I just feel like I don't see the matchups all I want to see. Is that is that fair? I yeah. Think it I is. mean,
2: stuff there. I think you know a face Bailey like getting the the wavy arm guys back in Mania like that and EO should be good. And yeah, like Rhea Becky, again, it was just thrown out of the blue Monday, but those two will come through.
1: That was a hell of a yeah, promo, though. Yeah. The, circ- the, good- the circling <sighs> promo was good. It was good, wasn't well, it? The way she did it. Well,
2: and Becky,
0: I mean, God, Becky's just so good on the mic. And the so way good. she like set up everything, set up everything, delivered it, said, I think you might be better than me, but I gotta prove that you're not. Right. Like, I just, all right, I'm sold. You got me. Uh, like I almost, when I
2: started coming out. I was like, oh, here we go, more Nia Jack stuff. Like I was about to hit fast forward, and then like the way it started, like, oh, we're going a different route here. And like I'm glad I stuck around for it.
1: It was good. <laughs> it I don't was... know how, I don't know how many more matches Becky has in her, but she's on her way to Hollywood. That yeah. accent is yeah. getting more and more American every time mm-hmm. I hear her. I'm like, wow, she's it's almost gone. The 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 uh, Irish accent that she's had. Notice the way she speaks now. I'm like, All right. she's on her way to Hollywood. You could tell.
0: Yeah. What do we got this week in news and notes, Brian?
1: All right. We alluded to
2: it a little bit earlier in terms of the WWE world champion, Seth Rollins reports that the leg injury he suffered on Monday was legit. Says he was walking around on his own backstage, but couldn't put weight on it. They still are waiting on further results.
0: Yeah. kick. I wasn't able to quite to tell um, when it happened. He kind of grabbed his match and uh, grabbed his knee earlier in the match. And then at the end, I was trying to pay attention. I don't know if his like plant leg when he went for the stump. It kind of it was in the vicinity. I don't know if it actually landed on uh, the hand of um, uh, of Jinder, and then he was grabbing the knee right before he went for the pin again. So, they're also hopefully with, like, it's like nothing a I
2: think thing. We're like, he yeah. hit, but like that might have seemed like just to be you know on the knee sort of thing, like not internal.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so they're gonna take they're gonna get the title off of him at the uh, Rumble.
2: Well, they
0: don't have anything set up for
1: him at rum, right? Or well, you think they should? I mean, if he's injured, like, should they find something for him? I mean, look, we know that the championship's coming off of him. We just need to know—is it CM Punk or who is it?
0: Yeah, <sighs> I, I don't know, man. Like, I, if he's he's proven that he wants to be out there and fighting when he can, and if it's not an internal injury and it's just you know some external bruising or something. And again, with somebody who's had the history of knee injuries, you just kind of hold your breath until you hear any sort of definitive news, whether or not the knee is structurally sound after the MRI, which I know he was scheduled to have. Haven't heard, you know, Melts or anyone like that break the news of of what those results were. But you kind of hold your breath until you hear those results,
2: right? You know? Especially because the rumble, we know Roman's defending, so I feel like you can get away with only one world title defended because, well, they do that every premium live event at this point. Yes. Like, can they just keep kicking it down the line and hope he's fine for Mania to get him in Punk?
1: I think you can, sure, because that's the matchup mm-hmm. that we want to see. Apparently, Punk would be coming out on top as a victor in that one. Yep. Um, it all started with Punk coming to Chicago and going back and forth with uh, with Seth Rollins. So, yeah, I'd like to see that match, sure. So, yeah,
0: that's, speaking that's up one for I want to see.
2: Roman Reigns, Dave Meltzer reporting Roman currently scheduled only to work. The Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, Saudi Arabia, and SummerSlam. Those are four shows that does not include the Elimination Chamber in Perth or Backlash in France.
1: But The Rock wants him. I mean, The Rock Oof. wants they, they, they wanted that match. And so maybe they can only afford one. I, I, kept, I kept reading and how they were going to put all their money in the middle of the table for Rock against Roman, and that's not happening now. Mania. Look I mean, again, You're you can't
2: in at Perth. Like, sorry, Cody.
1: Yeah, if, if it's happening, it's happening at Mania
0: again. That's, and and you can't get. I mean, maybe you get Rock down there challenging, and you know you get a Paul Heyman talking. So I, I don't know, but you you can't put Rock in the Elimination Chamber. I know that. <laughs> like that's that I'm damn sure of. You're not putting Rock in the Elimination Chamber in order to have him go over and then go face Roman. I um, mean, do we do we see Rock in? Nine days
1: at the Rumble to do, to in the Rumble. Does he or?
0: does he win the Rumble
1: at number thirty or one? God, number three. one. <laughs> 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 you smile. No. What? That <laughs> in him. Are you kidding me? I'd love to see it.
2: You I, saw yeah, how look, gassy was for the people's I, elbow, and you want him out I there for
1: an pay. hour
0: plus? <laughs> I would. If I knew right now Rock was entering at number one, yes. I'm flying down. I'm hanging out with poets. <laughs> I, I need to see the Rock go the distance in person in 2024 because he's tapping out at some
1: point. Yes. I would belly laugh if I heard If You Smell at one. Oh, my God. What year is it? Hell, he wouldn't do that in 98. He wouldn't. <laughs> like, no way he's doing it in 24. Are you kidding me? My God. Oh, I would belly laugh. Like, what is oh. he doing? What? <laughs> oh, you let Roman so win,
2: and yeah. then he comes out after and, like, issues a challenge. They do a f- stare down, and there you go. You're yeah. set for Mania.
0: Yeah. Because, I mean, again, like, the, you don't – somebody else winning the Rumble means so much more. He's the rock. He can right. show up and literally
1: do whatever he wants. Yep. This is why Seth Rollins is my WWE champion. Yeah, I mean, already the schedule's out there. You don't see Roman enough. This is ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. And he'll well they're trying to he's not gonna break San Martino's record. He's just not. Yeah. They're trying to get there, but he's not breaking San Martino's record. So you're not gonna do any house shows, you only do a few pub- uh, PLEs. I mean, if you're Roman, it's not I can understand if Roman had movies, right? He's just chilling.
2: <laughs> he just yeah, watched Hogan Hogan's record and then you call it a day. I mean, I mean,
0: How far away from this? are we from that? Yeah,
2: I don't know. <laughs> he's
0: had enough. <laughs> in fairness, he's had enough for like a year and a half. Yes, this point. Yes, yes, yeah, agreed.
1: He still he still has it down here on the bottom, just in case. Are we tired of Roman yet? <laughs> yeah, sure got,
2: always got to be ready. You never know when that might come up.
1: <laughs> yes, I, I know that he has it ready there in the graphics on YouTube. There it is. Are we tired of Roman yet? I'm tired of of him only wrestling a few times. I mean, yeah, call Roman Reigns I mean, this on the phone is... isn't enough.
0: This is right. this is less oh than I feel God. that Brock. Yeah, again, he's got it ready to go at all times. Um, this is like less than than what Brock Lesnar was wrestling when he was yeah. the
2: part time champ. Which is blood, crazy.
1: The bloodline is not a thing. It kind of is not anymore.
2: September, by the way, is when he would pass Hogan. So just he keeps it through SummerSlam, and he'll lose it at Rumble Twenty Five because he's not going to work again after SummerSlam. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, good luck with getting him to show up after that.
1: So so Cody doesn't finish the story. So somebody – No, Cody Cody's got
0: to win – no, here's what's got – Cody's got to win money in the bank, and he's got to go to Roman's house.
1: <laughs> oh, Excuse is that –
2: Excuse me, sir. <laughs> he's
1: got to find a – bring a ref with him, fly in the Bring a Florida. ref with him. They're getting out of the cab, knock on the door. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> All of a sudden it becomes an A steel bit. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes an A steel cartoon all of a sudden. Those things does are Roman a have a dog. Can we confirm that? Yeah. Yes, I believe he does. Okay. A, a, a big dog. Okay. That?
0: Ah. There we go. Oh I see there what we you did is.
1: there. <laughs> yep.
2: <laughs> Elsewhere in News and Notes, Paul Walter Hauser, you might remember him from AEW and taking a Jeff Jarrett guitar what? shot. Well, he won an Emmy on Monday, and during it, name dropped name drop, Matt Cardona, Ibushi, and a Get the Tables line as part of his acceptance speech. In case you're interested in March uh, Wrestling Revolver, it'll be him versus Matt Cardona in Clive, Iowa.
0: I mean, I, I imagine that you're buying the pay-per-view. You've already ordered it yeah. on fight. I'm sure you're ready an to go. Emmy
2: winner, friend of the show, Matt Cardona. I mean, come on. Why not?
0: I love how much he loves wrestling. Uh-huh. Like, And he just he is an unabashed wrestling lover. Like you mentioned, he showed up in AEW. That was when he won his Golden Globe. Yes. Uh, I'm assuming, I think it was for the same role in Blackbird, which he was fantastic in, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, He was tremendous in so him winning the Emmy. And then he's just like, he's, I don't know what he's eating. Like he's casually eating something like he's Carlito or something on his way up to the, the acceptance. And then he just pulls out, had the entire acceptance speech on the phone. It was uh, like a, I don't know if it was like a freestyle, like rap or I don't know. It, It rhymed. I don't know. I don't want to call it poetry, but it was, I thought it was fantastic.
1: That, I don't know what that did for AEW, but that did something for all of us wrestling fans. Right. Yes, because right? mm-hmm. yeah, usually these things are go the way of the WWE. Like ah, they mentioned us WWE. That's great, right? I don't know if it did anything for AW, but it did some for. I guess if people didn't know, he's a wrestling fan, yeah. and it's cool that he was able to mention a few guys, and, it, and they did, did something some for the business. That's good. Yeah,
2: and I think for him, like he's one of those guys now. If you're looking, you're like oh, I know that guy. He's a wrestling fan. Like I'll turn this on. I'll watch this movie. I'll watch this show because he's one of us.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Finally, speaking
2: of indies, Nick Namath, who's made appearances at New Japan and TNA this past week, in an interview, says we'll see him bouncing around the indies as well. He'll be doing stuff he couldn't do for the last 20 years.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's not shocking. I mean, we see a lot of guys kind of go that route, whether it's AEW or TNA, where they have a little bit more of that flexibility to kind of bounce around. Clearly, he'll call TNA home. Like, would I be shocked if he showed up for a match or two in AEW? No, I would not be shocked by that, given the working relationship we've seen in the past with TNA and AEW. So good for him. And I think he's going to be able to do some good money because that guy, he can go.
1: It's unfortunate his time in WWE, and I know he'd be laughing if he watches. He goes, he'd goes, you probably say, how much money did I make in WWE? <laughs> I'm fine. However, we as wrestling fans know that there was more to give to Dolph Ziggler. <clears throat> you can get to a point in this business, it was so strange, that you're so smooth and so good that you could put anybody over. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be put... A- and and so I think you guys look in that box. In that box of, you know what? You're so good, you can put anybody over. And I just think that... He deserved multiple, multiple championship reigns, more main event status, and I don't know what happened behind the scenes with Vince or John Cena or whatever, but I just think that he shouldn't have been in the mud all those years. He'll say, I made a lot of money, I traveled the world and all that stuff, but he deserved more, and now he's going to get his flowers to be able to go to the Independence. This will not be such a stretch like it was, say, for, for Trinity, Naomi, for instance, right? In the WWE system from the beginning, and now you go from twenty thousand people to a thousand people, if that in some places, and then you gotta set up your own merch table. That's tough, right? That's the adjustment that you gotta be able to, to be able to take care of your business, not the WWE machine. But for Nick Nemeth, I think that he's gonna be just fine. He's gonna be someone to watch in TNA. It was crazy, right? Alex Shelley loses the TNA championship to Moose. Moose went, they're gonna roll it back with Moose again, by the way. Uh, so, so Moose is the TNA champion and all of a sudden out of nowhere, here comes Nick Nemeth and it's kind of like, wow. And not only is he here, but he tears off his one shirt and he shows the TNA TNA shirt. And I'm like, this guy's in TNA. That's only great for them. That's for sure.
2: You're the TNA guy. You put the world title on him.
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. At some point at some point you let, uh, Nemeth chase Moose, I know it sounds crazy, but it is it, him chasing moose for the championship. And so I think, yeah, I think in 2024, depending on how long the deal is, by the way, is he independent or is he actually locked in with TNA? Right. If, it's, if it's a year tough, but if it's a little bit longer, Hey, get some money out of it, go back and forth a little bit, put it on the road and then give Nimitz an opportunity to run with the championship.
2: I will say, I mean, first I have to find access, but like, between game oh, and it. other stuff, like I'm sort of intrigued to flip on TNA tonight. I I do not have it. Well, I have it. Sure? I know
0: where it is. I have to pay extra for it. I'm not um, I'm not paying extra <laughs> just for access, just for TNA. All right, that's fair. Really, that's an extra tier. That's an extra tier for uh, for Spectrum here in Milwaukee. Yeah. They oh also signed God.
2: the uh, Ash by Elegance, formerly known as Dana Brooke. She also part of TNA now
1: odd because they put her up on the screen and I could not recognize her with those new veneers. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't recognize her new, like the hair and everything else. I'm like, who's Ash by what? Yeah. I don't quite get the name. But.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure about the name. I I'm hopeful that she can have a little bit of a resurgence. I thought a couple of times she'd put on some pretty decent matches, but just never for whatever reason could gain that traction in WWE I think she she might have a chance if she's yeah. given a little bit of time in
2: TNA.
1: Zaya so Brooks died also. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh stuff tonight. Nameth cuts a promo, which obviously will be good. Josh Alexander versus Osprey. Um, yes. <laughs> um, a just one of those matches where they just throw guys in the ring and off they go. Uh, Kashida, Trey Miguel, the Kingo, Mike Bailey for the six in that match. So that'll probably oh. be good. And a grizzled young vets take on Eric Young and Kazarian. So it seems like a good show.
1: That's a good show. That's a good show. I, I, well, we haven't got to match of the week, so, but I'll just say that that's good for them. It yeah. felt like a different company, and I, and where have we said that before about TNA? <laughs> right. It, it felt different watching the show uh, on Saturday. And by the way, guys, oh, did I watch a lot of wrestling on Saturday? <laughs> oh boy. Oh, did I watch a lot of wrestling on Saturday? <laughs> Holy shit! All
0: right, let's 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 just go ahead and dive into it then, yeah. j Hood. What were your matches of the week? <laughs>
2: The dog agrees. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, there were no dogs of matches on Saturday. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely not. Um, okay, because we don't have a lot of time. I could go on an hour. But let me just tell you, there's nothing like on a Saturday, AEW Dynamite, Battle of the Belts, New Japan Battle in the Valley in San Jose, and, of course, TNA Hard to Kill and from Vegas. That was my Saturday night. And that... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, is the end of my marriage. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> if the oh. background looks a little bit differently next week for Jay Hood, we're going to know why.
1: Cold white wall behind me, so complete, so <laughs> unbelievable. The best match on uh, on Impact or for how, how did TNA. that go
0: over? By the way, your wife came up to you and went, "Honey, let's go out for dinner." Sorry, dear, TNA's on.
1: Got to watch Hell to kill. Uh well, it, the day starts with uh uic versus bradley in the afternoon ah, okay yep. it starts it starts with that call that game come home so what are we doing today um wrestling <laughs> so now i'm just i'm just done all day how do you feel
0: about moose versus alex shelley <laughs> was she not excited
1: for battle of the belts nine it's a historic show. <laughs> 9 o'clock or she's already in bed. Too, already, <laughs> already too late. 9 o'clock Central. So long, everybody. She was done. Uh, the best match on Hard to Kill was Josh Alexander against Alexander Hammerstone. Hammerstone leaves MLW, comes over as a free agent. It's Josh Alexander. Of course it was a great match. To me, that was the best match I saw. Hard-hitting, amazing match. Two matches that were great for uh, New Japan. The same New Japan Battle in the Valley in which all of a sudden I'm watching I'm like, oh, Another match, let's watch it. Wait a minute. What in the hell is Jack Perry doing here? Jack Perry out of nowhere with the long hair and the beard. He's no longer Jungle Boy, he's Jungle Man. But we see, and just like, what is he doing here? And he takes a contract for AEW and tears it up in the middle of the ring. It was out of nowhere. Like, what is he doing here? Like, we've been waiting for him for a long time. Tears up the championship, puts on an armband that says scapegoat on it. I'm like that blew my mind. I'm like out of all the things that woke me up on a Saturday like whoa, what what is this now,
2: right? And that also the amazing. reports that that was one of those spots that like they didn't alert security about. So th- to them it was just some rando running in the ring and they're like no no, it's it's okay.
1: <laughs> so. Oh my god. So that was crazy. Uh, Okada against Osprey. Oh, really? No believe. Oh, no oh uh, that was good? Oh yeah. that, that was a good match? <laughs> But a close second was Julia, and we have to be able to watch more of her because she's yeah. on her way to WWE. Julia against Trisha Dora actually was my favorite match next to Okada Osprey, which I expected. Um, so I keep her eyes on Julia because her English is getting better, and she is was she had a banger against Trisha Dora. Kaiser versus Woods was a was a sleeper. I had no idea that was gonna be that good on Raw. Mm. That was a hell of a match on Raw. Yeah.
0: Uh, I, I loved the aggression that that Woods had. Ended up just the, the 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 visual with him with the busted mouth at the end was was a very good visual.
2: The match from RAW I threw out there is a tag match DIY versus Dom DIY. and McDonna. Mm-hmm. Like we know DIY can go, but we continue to talk about the improvement of Dom, obviously as a character, but just in the ring also. Like he could have very easily been lost in that match among those four wrestlers, but that match delivered. That was exciting to see. I loved Joe versus Hook last night. And the sixth man from Collision on Saturday, FDR and Daniel Garcia versus House of Black.
1: Oh, uh, so man. Yes. Yeah. That
0: was good. But you know what was also good from Collision on Saturday night? Especially for two dudes who are 50 and older. Christian versus Dustin was like, yes. didn't expect that and to dynamite, be like, yeah. as good as it ended up being. Like That was that was really good. They gave Dustin some time there with Christian. And I thought they told a pretty fun story. So I had that on my list.
2: Um, as one, one thing. I'll throw out in terms of Christian last night, like, awesome job with the Briscoe segment and everything they did. Was I the only one a little worried we were going to see a Christian appearance as they're doing other all all, cinema all because Oh, because ki- the kids don't have their dad? Yeah, I feel bad thinking it, but I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, please don't. Like, let's just enjoy the moment.
1: Even AEW has a line.
2: Okay. <laughs> that being said, that being said, you would have popped. Oh, the heat he would have gotten. <laughs> God, the heat. It would have... <laughs>
1: I mean, I think that Chris, I think Christian should go after Taz actually, because Taz st- stood his ass out there to see his son get his ass whooped. Right. <laughs> you don't have much of a father to get beat down like that, Taz.
0: Horrible Thanks father. God. Man, I didn't even think about that watching that with the with the Briscoe yeah. kids, but now I'm just imagining like the countdown starting as they're right there and the oh crowd my going, God.
1: <clears throat> "Yes." <laughs> and that and that and that crowd in south carolina was already hot yeah oh yeah so so could you imagine just like (laughs) even that has to have a line (laughs) even tragedy must have to have a line at the very least right um so so guys just you know just a quick review tna did a really good job at the palms in las vegas it was sold out and i love unique venues it was a unique venue same venue by the way that bailey and mercedes was there in a skybox watching mm-hmm. they were there together on saturday i'm like and they were you know they didn't put them on camera but fans saw them with their sunglasses dark uh, outfits well yeah but they, they took a bunch cool. of
0: pictures with some some wrestlers backstage after the show because they were yeah. there to support trinity yeah um and and they they took some pictures backstage so i mean the, obviously those two were always super close and i don't know it's good to see them that they're still you know, close enough where they can just show up in Vegas and go support their other friend.
1: Again, this doesn't happen under Vince. The idea that Bailey is there on a Saturday at a TNA show, it doesn't happen. Does yeah, not happen.
2: Remember, she went to the New Japan show when Mercedes was there. Like she's just a fan, also.
1: I mean, yeah, that just doesn't happen. <laughs> it just it I mean, it's so cool to see it though. But I think that TNA did a really good job. I give them credit, they did a nice job. They got a lot of corporate partners. They mentioned that a lot too. So I feel like it's new. And by the way, they're going with Moose as the heavyweight champion.
2: That is not new.
1: Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, what's, it, it, what's it, old is new again. <laughs> new Japan, uh, another good show. Um, John Moxley had a good match. I think that you really enjoy that, game As a Moxley Mark, you would have loved yeah. that match. Semi main for that. I thought it was a really good card. And guys. I've got my tickets for April at Wintrust. New Japan's gonna be here at okay, Wintrust yeah. Arena. Yeah, in uh, in Chicago. So I, <laughs> I will be there. Gabe, you'll be there as well. You're I have two I, tickets. I, all right. Well it looks like we're going then. Hey. I got two tickets. So <laughs> so if you'd like to be able to join me, go right ahead.
0: Oh yeah. I mean that's seeing a New Japan show. I've I've watched that one. Because they were two years ago, I think they were in Chicago for like the windy. I think they called it the same thing. You know,
1: Windy City Riot. Like, and the
0: Windy, yeah, Windy City Riot. So um, I would love to be able to go this this uh, this time around. That'd be fantastic.
1: If you're available, I do have an extra ticket because I need an extra ticket. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> <laughs> that just so yeah, so so it'll be. Uh, I think um, it's interesting times, guys. Interesting times now that now the indie's starting to heat up. Matt Cardona is going to take on Nick Nemeth at some point. Yeah, oh boy, ooh, 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 ooh. Nick oh Gage boy. very
2: confused by the WWF guy being on that GCW card.
1: I saw that <laughs> 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 he called me WWF guy. <laughs> <He called> <laughs> <us>. <laughs> we, we, as a show, saw Nick Gage by the way at Starcast, and of course, you know, Broach is always trying to tempt fate. Hey guys, you think we should talk to him? <laughs> no, I don't think so. He, he's got a paper <laughs> cutter in his hand. I don't think we should talk to
2: him. No. So Gage retweeted the promo announcement February 3rd. Nemeth versus Cardona on GCW. He said, what the F? Isn't that dude on WWF? WWF.
1: <laughs> <laughs> got to get the F out. That's right. <laughs> he, he, he's saying, what's this soft guy doing in our company? That's what he's saying. It's WWF soft guy. That's what he's I'm saying. I'm sure
2: that match will deliver.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I'm very confident
0: that that match will indeed deliver. And I can guarantee that we will deliver next week here, Thursday, GKW. Of course, don't forget to comment, subscribe YouTube, youtube.com slash at good karma wrestling. If you just listen to this, uh, you know, wherever you get your podcast, you can also check us out on video on our YouTube page. Always appreciate it. I mean, next week, it's the, it's the go-home show for the Royal Rumble, my favorite event of the year. Can't wait to talk about it. We'll break it all down right here next week. On GKW.